everyone. This is Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Tia Hendrickson. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. When most people hear the term ultimate relationship, they think of an intimate partner. But there's one relationship that's more important than all the rest, which can result in what I call the state of the beloved. Today we're discussing what the beloved state is, why it's so critical, how to get there, and how it's a massive stepping stone into the new consciousness. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's jump right in. Hi, Karen. So what is the ultimate relationship to you? Yeah. So you know, it's funny. When people think about the ultimate relationship, they often think about intimate partnership, right? Because that's how it's framed. But actually, the most important relationship we have is that with pure source, your relationship with pure source. And really what happens is that when we have this a clarified relationship with pure source or the one infinite creator or the divine, whatever you want to call that very, very highly resonating consciousness from which everything devolves, we enter what I call the beloved state. So it's funny, again, when we think of the word beloved, we think of intimate partnership, you know, the one that is most beloved to us. Mm -hmm. You know, even it's either intimate partnership or perhaps children, something like yeah. this. Yeah? But for me, the beloved state is actually something that supersedes the human, okay? In the sense that when you enter the beloved state, or let me back up, most of us, when we want relationship or go in looking for relationship, we often seek outside ourselves to find completion, love, passion, fulfillment, whatever it is, yeah. right? And in all of our media and all of our songs, our stories, we're looking for the one, yeah. right? The one with whom we can live happily ever after, right? <laughs> yeah. This is like what Disney has like made oh, their whole market sure. on, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, this is the idea of that one, right? It doesn't really matter whether it's completion by another, okay? Or for some people, when they think of completion at all, they think of finding it something somewhere else. You know, whether it's in another, whether it's in work, whether it's oh, in how sure. they serve. In experience. Yeah, exactly. Something, something. someone, whatever yeah, it is. exactly. So it's external to you. Yeah. It's, even if like you're on a spiritual journey, you think of the divine is outside of you. Right? You're looking for it outside. It's like over there somewhere, mm. right? It's not in you. You're like, I'm chasing or seeking the divine. Like I yearn to connect with the divine, but it's not in me. Mm. It's out there. So all of this referencing is external, 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 external. When you're in the beloved state, it's really spectacular because you recognize your own completeness, your own wholeness, and that you are beloved by the one infinite creator without having to do anything. And not only are you beloved, but everything and everyone is beloved by that very highly resonating consciousness. Mm. This is a huge shift. Why? Because for a long time, we've been seeking outside ourselves because we're not enough, right? We're not good enough. We're not worthy enough. We're we not holy enough. enough. We yeah, don't we don't, do yeah, enough. we don't do enough. We're not abundant enough. We're not enough, enough, enough. We're not enough. So we externally reference. We seek external to ourselves to find that completion. But finally, when we sense this state of the beloved, and again, it doesn't matter if you experience it for a second or if you experience it for longer. It's the state when you enter it, you recognize you are enough, that you are complete, mm -hmm. and that you are cherished and precious and as important to the whole as the whole is to you. Like it's all kind of integrated. It's all intermeshed together. You are part of the one. And as I said, you realize that everyone and everything is beloved as well. So there's no need to like hoard love or to try, you know, there's no jealousy, there's no envy because there's no scarcity, there's no lack. This love is everywhere. It runs through us, it runs around us, it's like everywhere, you know? So it's very contrary to our normal state of scarcity, right? Of non-deserving, of non-worthiness. 
So I have two questions coming up. Yeah. One is about the new consciousness, and sure. I say it out loud so I yeah. don't forget. And one is terminology clarification. When we first started the podcast yeah. here, you said the most important relationship is the one with the creator. Yeah. So is that the same as saying with yourself? So with all of these terms that we call the divine, yes. right? Whether it's the divine, God, the one infinite creator, whatever you want to call it, the divine, it's always something that we seek. Like all those words, it's like we're, it's not us. Yeah. So we're like chasing it. Yeah. So when I say relationship with the one, it includes you because okay. you're part of the one. Okay. okay. So that's what I mean by that. And what do I mean by the one? The one is everything really, it's and you're part your of it. It's not your higher self. That's something different. Yeah, it's something different. So okay. when I say the relationship with the one, it's the one infinite creator, pure source. So what I would say is when you realize that you're part of the one, you realize that you yourself are an aspect of the divine. So you are part of the one infinite, the divine, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm the one. You're part of that. It is part of you. So you don't have to seek outside of yourself to get it because it already animates you. It is you. And therefore, since it's everything, it's also everyone. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. And so you're a part of it. It is part of you. You can't separate it, right? It's like, how do you separate this piece of skin from that? Well, I guess you could tear it, but you know what I mean? Like it's implicit. It's a part of you, yes. right? It's yeah. like one big hole. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then second, this whole definition that you're talking about, this new way of thinking, yeah. is because of this new consciousness coming in? Yeah. So did it not exist before or yeah. did we just weren't aware of it as much? So yeah, I love that question. Thank, thank you, you for asking. Mm -hmm. So in the old consciousness, I'm just gonna like give contrast. Yeah. Okay. So in the old consciousness, it's really defined by kind of some very low resonating dense distortion patterns. And scarcity is one of them, like not enough of something, right? And that's what feeds low self-worth non-deserving. Yeah enough, not enough, not enough. And that's based on the illusion of separation. The only reason we feel like we're not enough, that things are scarce, that we have to oppress in order to gain something, take yes. something from someone else so we have something, you know, greed, all that sort of stuff. All of that is because there's this illusion of separation, that we're not part of the one, right? That we're separate from. And in that separation, it's very painful. So that reinforces that sense that you have to seek outside yourself to be complete. Mm -hmm. that you're separate, you're not infinite indestructible consciousness, integral to everything. And you and I have talked about this before yeah. in terms of the veil of forgetting, right? Yeah. So where does the illusion of separation come from? Just in case somebody is new and hasn't heard this before. Yes. So when you come into embodiment, you have to drop into this vibrational level. So it's a, it's a drop usually in vibrational yeah. level into density. Yeah. Because don't forget, density is only 0.00001% of the all that is. Everything else is not dense. It's disembodied, right? Ephemeral. Energy. Yeah, exactly. It's not solid. Yeah. Yes, it's energy or frequencies or whatever. So in order to come into density or to form, you have to drop in vibrational level. And as you do that, you drop through the veil of forgetting. And in that veil of forgetting, it's a layer where you go through, where you forget, that's part of the agreement into coming into humanness, that you are part of the one infinite creator, that you are infinite indestructible consciousness. That is a huge forgetting. And for some people, that's really traumatic because as you're dropping into density, right, you've made this choice to come into embodiment. You're wanting to experience the point zero 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 one or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Because it's exciting. You're like, whoa, it's like a rare thing. So I kind of want to experience that. And it sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. And then you drop through the veil of forgetting. You're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Though. You're like, what? And then as you forget, for some people that's really traumatic okay. and it can cause more distortion, right? Because you're like, you forget that you're this infinite indestructible consciousness, a part of the one. It's like a huge, massive forgetting. And that's what we're remembering now. And that's what causes all these distortions of scarcity, greed, all these things we just mentioned, right? Because if you're not part of the one, you're not part of that infiniteness. You're not part of, you know, that all that is. When you're not part of that, you feel like you're finite, yeah. right? That there isn't enough, that there is only this physicality, that there is only all this the lifetime. All the distortions. Come from that. Yeah, a lot of them. So wait a minute, so wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so people who are born now or soon, mm -hmm. while this new consciousness is here, mm -hmm. what, they don't have the veil of forgetting? They don't have distortions? No, they still have the veil of forgetting because they okay. wanted to come into humanness. Okay. Humanness, if you're human, you have... You've dropped through the veil of forgetting. Okay. But kids who are new conscious kids, like your daughter, yeah. she will forget it less. So it's not like she didn't go through the veil of forgetting, mm -hmm. but for her to remember who she truly is will take less for her. Okay. Right? Like the new consciousness kids, like we know a couple. Oh, sure. You and I in common, right? Mm -hmm. And they are aware that oh. they're more than human. Oh, they yeah. are 100% aware. Yeah. Right? And you can't take that from them. They just know. I see. Do you see yes, what I'm saying? Yes. And They almost have a one-up. Yes. On the ones who were. Yeah. Like we've forgotten more. Yes. Like we have to do more work to yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the new consciousness kids are like, 
hello, I'm more like, than my humanist. Yeah, I'm more than my humanist. We're all connected. Like, yeah. why? How do you not know this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, they're still human. They're still human, the and they're bumping into things and sure. having their experience and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But for them to remember, it's so much less hard. Okay. Okay, it's easier for them. So again, to go back to the new consciousness and the old. So the old is rife with all of these heavy distortions having to do with scarcity and needing something external to complete us because we don't feel that we're connected to the infinite, to the one infinite creator. We'd forgotten. Okay, in the new consciousness that's coming in, as we step into this beloved state, even if you have this for a second, it's like those new consciousness kids, they know, they know that they are more than just their human experience. You can't take it from them. It's like in them, you know, embodied in them. When we enter the state of the beloved, it's now becoming available to us. And the reason it's so spectacular, and we haven't been able to before because consciousness was too low. Uh, okay, so what's happening is as we as a collective are releasing some of these distortion patterns and as those of us who are doing this kind of work are releasing these distortion patterns out of us, we start to be able to experience the state of the beloved. Why is that so huge? Because, just imagine, now don't forget, you're a frequency package. You're emanating all these frequencies. You're broadcasting them around you. Yeah. If you go from scarcity and lack, I am not enough, I don't have enough, I can never be enough, to I am beloved everything changes because that changes the nature of how you'll accept being treated, right? It changes how I'll treat you because I recognize you also are beloved. It changes how I treat the planet. It changes how we collectively make decisions. It changes how we have governments, how we have systems. This is how you change the world, Wow. right? So having this change in frequency is massive. You go from lack, right? Sacrifice, suffering into I am beloved. It's like a massive game changer. Wow. Right? Yeah. So this state is really, really a big deal. Mm -hmm. We just gave a whole event called the Relationship with the One in Colorado, and it is pivotal. And what I will say is that that event, man, all my events, I don't think about them events. It's not like, gee, I have my year. I'd like to have four events this year. I'm going to plan them here, here, and here. And this is what the topics, it's not like that <laughs> for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Drives my new team crazy sometimes. Uh -huh. But I'll go into meditation or I'll come in like, Voom, right? I'll be like, now, oh. Now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, it's on relationship. And it's like in the summer. Okay. I know it's somewhere in the middle of the country. I can feel the mountains. It's not that specific, you know, yeah. but, and it is at the same time. Like I know it's on relationship. And the thing is about this particular event and the state of the beloved, man, when I received a meditation, I could feel the frequencies of where we were going to. And honestly, it made me nervous because I was like, oh my God, because I know where I am now. And to be able to give that, I was like, the oh, jump was huge, right? I was for you. Even for, to be able to facilitate it. Oh. I was just like, okay, <laughs> sure, we'll do that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so a right? big leap of faith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the human part of me. I'm like, ah. And then the, it's the big S self, right? The spirit, the part that's identified with spirit was like, it and it will be. Yeah. So that event was pivotal. If you're curious about that event, because we can talk about this all day long, Tia, sure. and there will be a GFC at the end to help facilitate the yeah. beginning of this. Yeah. But that event really took people from that state of lack, not enoughness, not worthiness, into the last day. The frequencies were so clear and pure, like I was crying actually when I was giving it. To be in that state of the beloved, to be able to have people tip into that like again, it doesn't matter. It can be for a second yeah. and then flash out, but you've touched it. Right, and then you kind of have that reference. Exactly. When you're in your low point, you're like, wait, I know, I know what, what this is. know what that is, yeah. yeah. Exactly, because I mean, like those new consciousness kids, do they have bad days? Of course they do, yeah. they're children. <laughs> they're human, of course yeah. they can have bad days. But, and yet, there's something in them that knows yes. that there's something greater, you know, even in yes. their humanness. Yes. So this is the same. And the thing is, it's new. So the more you get to entrain to it, the more familiar you are with it, mm -hmm the more you can embody it. You know, you do yoga, I've, right? When you do an asana for the first time, you're like, oh my God, I'm off balance. I don't have the core strength. I don't know where to put my feet. I don't know how to like hold my bundas. I don't know anything, right? Yeah. And you fall over, you, maybe you don't do it great. But by the 20th time that you've done it, you're like, oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah just like anything, it's a practice. Exactly. Yeah, it's almost like we're like rewiring our brains. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're rewiring your brains, you're rewiring your central nervous system, and you're re shifting your frequency. And the jump in the frequency resonance is so high. Like from this event, okay, so it's amazing. This one woman wrote in, like it was amazing. This event like blew my mind. And she said, and the physical thing for me is like, for her, sexuality has been a challenge. And part of this was, there is a portion on sex, mm. actually. Mm -hmm. For her, she's been in menopause for two and a half years. She got her cycle back. She got her period back mm -hmm. after the event because she clarified a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Isn't that amazing? See? Stuff like this where people saying that like they understand, they like start to love themselves. Yeah. 
right? And they start to see everything in a different light because when you feel that beloved state and recognize not just you and everything around you is beloved, you don't have to compete. You don't have to strive. There's no jealousy. There's no like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's less I, of that combativeness. Like, in this time, especially, there's a lot of like victim mentality. Yeah. So there's no victim mentality when yeah. you know you yeah. are whole and everyone else is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really empowering. And then it also gives you more distance from your emotions and other people's emotions because the beloved state is not a human state in the sense of even using the word beloved but it's not love from a human standpoint you know you love your children you love your partner you love it's your parents it's so far beyond yeah. human it's not distorted by human emotion mm. it's very very clear consciousness of love that has nothing to do with humanness. Right. It's very highly resonating. And in fact, this is what the being that was known as Christ emanated. Uh -huh. That same love, okay? Oh, but most yeah. humans, unfortunately, they're not highly resonated. It distorts them. They don't know, understand what that is, yeah? Yes. But it's that resonance. Yes, I remember when I was like four, you know, I grew up Christian, mm -hmm. loosely, you know, mm -hmm. nothing crazy strict, but I remember hearing that story of Jesus on the cross, four yeah. years old, Yeah. you know, and he's getting stones thrown at him, forgive them for they know not what they, they do. do. That's like my favorite one, because I was four and I was like, I want to be like that. Yeah. You know, and then years later, I was in that practice, not Christianity, but you know, yeah. really empathy and love towards others and self. And someone had told me, you're not Jesus. And I was just like crushed, like, oh, I thought we can be like that, you know? Yeah. But So it's like a resonation thing, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. If you're resonating too low, it's not even like an option. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Because as you say, it's not human and it doesn't have sacrifice in it. It doesn't have suffering in it. It's very clear and there's no scarcity in it, Yeah, you know? That's why there's no suffering. And the thing is with humans, love there's often control there's often like sacrifice there's often like weird hooking things in yeah. it there's a lot of suffering or it's not like we call it love but there's a lot of other stuff going on in there yeah right yeah. it's not clear Hidden Hidden agenda. Agenda. Uh, yeah, yeah because we all think we want something because we want what we think we want because we're not complete so we think we have to like get it from someone else this is not that when i'm talking about the beloved this is like a consciousness that is super high in resonance. And when you feel it, it literally changes the game. It like takes your breath away because it's not distorted by human emotion. Make yeah. sense? Yeah. So I'm talking about it. it's very difficult to describe until you yeah. feel it. It seems like we don't have the language really to we don't. describe it. It almost seems like this GFC would be something to do every morning also. Yeah, yeah, you know, to totally. Start day, to though. start your day. And like I said, if you want to go deeper to the event itself will be available because oh, I think wonderful. it, yeah, as a product for people to watch, it's really pivotal. I don't usually promote our products like this, yeah. but I'm saying it because I truly believe Yeah, I can tell. Full it's sitting here right with you. I'm yeah. like, okay, wow, she's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Like yeah. the resonance of this is really important. Yeah. It will help you boy up into the new. This is where we're moving. Yeah. Right? Like, what if you resonated with I am beloved? Everything is beloved. I am part of the one, and the part one is part of me. What if that was your core resonance? That would change everything, right? Because implicit in all that, through the beloved state, right, where you're loved, do you think if you were in that beloved state that you would have scarcity? No. Everything is abundant. You're tipping into that higher level frequency order where everyone wins, where everything wins, and it's about the one. It's hard to explain, but it's very exciting, you know? That, that sounds we, very exciting. That we're getting to the point, and that's what was so breathtaking about this event. I was like, oh my God, we are getting here. Yeah. Like, we're here we are. Like, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> it's not we're just right. a theory or yeah. A, yeah, a concept. Yeah, except, yeah. yeah, it's a frequency that we now get to tap into and embody and be. So question, though, yeah. like, not to be a devil's advocate Please. or anything, but... Please, be a devil's advocate. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> so what about for those people who are atheist, right, yeah. that don't believe in anything divine? Yeah. How would you explain this to them? Yeah, so my answer is that, first, whenever it's time for someone to start to awaken, it's their time. If someone's close to this because they believe that they're rational and this is how they want to view their world and everything has to be linear, chances are they're not going to be super open to this. However, life is funny. If you, it's time for you to start the awakening process in your life, something will happen. It often will look like a crisis. Right? I'm not wishing this on anyone. It just happens that way, right? Like a health crisis, a financial crisis, a yeah, relational crisis. Like that for me too. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened with me. Okay. And so that crisis happens. And then when you're in that state of like kind of suffering, honestly, when you're just like, can anything get any worse? Honestly, it's just like this really sucks. Yeah. And you're on your knees. It forces you into a surrender state. And then all of a sudden things start to crack open and things become possible. So for people who are atheists, totally honor and respect where they are. And whenever and if ever, it's time for them to explore something new 
then this will be this will be there for them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's and a good point. We're not trying to force anything no, on anybody. No no, 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 no. When your higher self is ready, I mean, it's going to kick you in the butt, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to one way or another to yeah. be like, hello, you know? Yeah. And now, the other thing about free will that I just like to mention, so when you get smacked over the head like that, and we've had different, like you had one like this and I did too, typically the journey to awakening starts with a little like, right? Yeah. Twilight, right? Yeah. And it flattens you a little bit and that's yeah. what causes the seeking and the yeah. searching. Now, we all have free will. So even when you're getting humbled like this, right? When you're on your knees, you have a choice. Some of us choose to turn our backs to that choice. Meaning like, no, I just want to stay the way and I'm going to hold on to what I have. I'm going to keep things the way I've known it because I go into more fear yeah. or more control or more whatever it is, right? Because that's how I manage. Some of us are like to the point that we have nothing left and we don't care. And then something starts to open. Right? And we go into the surrender state and then things start to shift around us. And we don't even know how the heck it all happens, but it just kind of does. Mm. So, you know, we all have free will. We're all making choices. Everyone thinks, oh my God, I'm going to make a wrong choice. It's in stone. That's looking at it from the smallest self. You have to remember, this is an infinite game, right? Your lifetime is really small and you have the choice to experience all of this magic and all of this resonance and all of this possibility and you have the choice to not. It's totally okay. It's your choice, you know? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying the possibility for both exists. Okay. It's up to you. And also when life or higher self kind of like smacks you on the head to start to wake up, you can ignore it or you can move with it. And it's okay whichever one you choose. But what I will say is that for some people, that smacking over the head only happens a few times and then it stops happening. And it's not a threat or trying to make you afraid, but yeah. it's just what happens after a while, actually. Because you decline with your free will. You're like, no, I don't want that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't want that. Okay, so it stops being offered, basically. Yeah, I mean, in my experience, it's more uncomfortable to live how you've been living than the discomfort of stepping into something. Yeah. Like, you know? That's because you love growth. Yeah, it's true. But it's true though, yeah. right? For yeah. you. But some people are terrified. They can't oh, let go, right? Yeah. And even there are some people like the beloved state is a scary thing for them in a way because you have to let go of so much in order to enter it, mm -hmm. right? Like who you think you are, how you think relationships work, what is oh, love, sure. what is separation, how much all scarcity stories, do you have, all the okay. stories, the memories, the blame, the oh. victim, all that, yeah. right? That yuck, Yeah. that can't exist in the beloved state. Now, here's the other thing. People will ask potentially, well, what is that? Do I have to be perfect? No, <laughs> that's not the point. You are beloved as you are. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be better. You don't have to be more resonant. You don't have to be more honorable. You don't have to be more abundant. You don't have to be anything. It's just you. And you're beloved exactly as you are. And can you optimize that? Sure. But it doesn't change the state of the beloved. Does That's that kind sense? of the point. So I could feel it right now. Yeah. It's just shifting awareness to it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And having the resonance of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, you just need to feel it for a second. Yeah. And then it's like a little touch point. It's like something there in your awareness somewhere where you're like, wait a minute. I know what that is. Let me find that, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, cool. Exactly. Okay. Even if you don't feel it. So there are some people who don't feel, right? Mm -hmm. Who aren't like us mm -hmm. and they can't tell. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in that resonance enough. It's like when it's not there, you notice it more. Does that make sense? You may oh, not sure. be able to. The absence of it yeah. helps you to almost notice it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a good point. So you'll notice when it's not that, right? So if you're entering a relationship, for example, and it looks, has all the wrappers of love and passion and intimacy, <laughs> and you get in there and you're like, Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> right? I, I don't feel beloved in this relationship. Mm. But wait a minute, because I've been in that resonance of the beloved, this isn't right. Mm. Like what's happening here isn't right. Maybe this is a side note, but another way is like feeling that flow. Yeah. Like the ease. Yeah. If there's no ease, it doesn't mean it has to be easy per se, but there's a sense of flow. Yeah. Like you're not banging up against the wall constantly. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. And then you're probably in the right space. Space, yeah. exactly. And then the other thing too is like I said, it's not like you enter the beloved state and like you never have challenge no. and you feel it 24 seven. You're human, all right? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So, but you remember it and it's like the challenge is there to help you to grow. And in the midst of that challenge, this is little remembering, it's there. You know? Yeah. And it can't be taken. Just like in those new consciousness kids, even when they're struggling, they know. It's yeah. like you can't take it from them. Yes. And it's glorious. So beautiful. Yeah. Now I have one question that I had kind of back five minutes or so sure. ago, so it might seem random, but yeah. so okay, you're feeling this sense of beloved in yourself, which therefore reflects to everyone else. Mm -hmm. But what about when you see someone else outside of you that doesn't seem to be touching into that? Yeah. You just still know that they are yeah. that. Okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, so you know that they are not feeling Maybe it. Maybe they're not tapping into something, but they 
do exist as. Yeah, well, it's more like they aren't at the resonance where they experience that state themselves. It doesn't mean that they're not beloved. They're just not aware that they're beloved. Does that make sense? And therefore that's projecting out yeah. into the world. Into the world. Yeah. So that's most people, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's relatively new for us. Yeah. So it's new. So there are a lot of people who exemplify that, right? They're not aware that they're beloved. That was like most of us like recently, yeah. you know? But even when you feel your own belovedness and you see that they also are beloved because they are part of everything, you know, and everyone, yeah. but they can't recognize that. It's sort of like, okay, I'm just going to focus on myself. So you're not trying to make them feel better. You can't. No. It's their journey yeah. into the state of the beloved if they choose it. So it's not about forcing them. It's not about trying to make it better for them. It's not about that. It's like you recognize, oh, they don't feel that. Okay, I feel that for me. I recognize that they are also beloved even if they don't perceive it. Okay, I'm just going to hold my own resonance here. Because even in you holding your own resonance of the beloved, them being in your field, they'll get a hint of it. Yeah, yeah it's like you're a possibility. By example, in a exactly. Yeah. You're leading by resonance. Yeah, ah, exactly. Very cool. Yeah. So, pretty much, if you exist, you're beloved. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just sum it up there. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just about us recognizing it. Yeah. Yeah, and really embodying it. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the group frequency calibration. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC, you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. It just means the frequencies are really high for you and you are going into a sleep state to integrate them more efficiently. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for the ultimate relationship, which is of course the relationship with the one. So as you know from listening to the interview, there is an entire weekend dedicated to the relationship with the one and to be able to have enough momentum to move into the beloved state, you actually need a series of GFCs. This GFC is an introduction to help you start to accelerate into being able to access the beloved state. Now, frequency work is given on multiple levels of consciousness. So irrespective of where you are in terms of whether you're just a newbie or whether you're much more experienced, this work will modulate for you. If you are interested in this particular journey into the beloved, um, the entire weekend, which is very powerful, um, is available on the website under products, live events. Okay, here we go. Bring your attention, please, to your body. And as you bring your attention to your body, becoming aware of your lower spine. Okay, so from your waist all the way down to your tailbone in the spine. So becoming aware of the curve the vertebrae that are in this part of the body, the tailbone. Now this is a little uh, more advanced because it's not something on the surface of the body. But noticing this part of the body, noticing the weight that this part of the body bears, and it's relative position. So meaning, is it sitting comfortably? Are you extending and curling your tail forward? Is your spine a little hyper extended? Just noticing the nuances of this lower part of the spine. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready, you're going to become aware 
of the very tip of your tailbone. We're going to do a little something, do something a little different, excuse me. And what you're going to do is you're going to imagine the frequencies of the earth amplifying in your tailbone. So whether you imagine or are aware of the frequencies of the earth coming up from the center of the earth, through the earth, up through your feet, through your legs, up into your, the tailbone, or whether you're just aware of your tailbone, imagining the frequencies or the resonance or the energy of the earth, however you want to imagine it, amplifying in your tailbone, that's wonderful. Or something else. However you get to the frequencies of the earth being amplified here in the tailbone, as I'm helping, is great. Becoming aware now, please, of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it at first, without changing it. How is your breath today? Good. And then after a couple of breaths of just being with your breath and noticing it, and taking the opportunity to allow the breath to deepen, to take up much more room in the body. To slow the breath down. And as your breath expands and unfurls in the body, Noticing if your breath can become more spherical. So most people, when they breathe, if they're even thinking about the direction of their breath, will imagine their expansion or contraction of the breath either in front of them or in back of them. So in this case, we are allowing the breath to expand and contract in all directions. So above, below, front, back, side to side. And now please become aware of your surroundings. So becoming aware of the soundscape around you, other than the sound of my voice. So you hear the soundscape on both your end and my end, paying close attention to the sounds that are repetitive, 
and then turn somehow into white noise. So it could be the hum of a fan or a heater or the sound of a fridge. Whatever it is, noticing these sounds that we sort of normalize into our backgrounds that we don't pay attention to, but that are definitely there. Noticing those other sounds that are more erratic. And if you can, if you're more experienced, or if you just can, noticing the direction from which the sound is coming. And now please blink your eyes open, maintaining a soft gaze, meaning not particularly focused on anything, just opening your eyes, noticing the quality of the light. You don't have to think about it, just notice it. Good. Now, if you are more experienced and prefer to close your eyes for triangulation, then go ahead and do that. If, however, you are new, please keep your eyes open and triangulate. So triangulating simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of these three inanimate objects, what they are isn't important. What's important is to notice the distance between each object and you, and then to feel that distance. So let's imagine that the chair is object A, and it's about five feet away from you. So you would notice the distance between the chair and you, and then you would feel the distance between the chair and you. And you do the same thing for objects B and C. As you do this, you'll find that your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more focused, and more present for you. Yeah, and for those of you who are uh, faster at this, bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line, all the way up to underneath your chin in a straight line up through the center front part of your body. And as you become aware of this line in the center front part of your body, you're going to breathe normally. And if you've had your eyes open and haven't yet closed them, once you get to this point, please do. So now, with your attention on this part of the body, we're all going to take a nice deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And then when you have finished your five count, whenever that is, Please exhale at the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your exhaled breath out for a count of six. And whilst you complete this single long breath, we are waiting for the mastermind to coalesce or become coherent. Once you finish that single long breath, please breathe normally. And please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence, especially if I'm working with very high frequencies. Because if I make physical noise, 
when that is happening, it drops the frequency resonance, which doesn't help you. Also, I do make sound, so occasionally, so you may hear me yawn or hum or exhale sharply. Typically, that's because I'm releasing heavier, stickier distortions. Not always, but typically. And if I say something that you really resonate with, it's likely a distortion pattern that you, you're running. And if I say something that you really resist, like it can't possibly be something that you have, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain open and to examine further. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, keeping your attention in that front center line of the body, we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine a sense of feel or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, imagining or feeling a brilliance at its very core. And because you have your attention fixed on this brilliance, it starts to brighten and intensify. And as it does so, it very naturally expands outwards through all of your cells, through your organs, through your bones, out through your muscles and your flesh. Out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of where it began. This is the most important, or one of the most important things we do together. Because how high your frequency resonance is dictates what your reality looks like, how you perceive it, how much distortion you can release, and how quickly you can integrate. So whether you're aware of anything or not is not important.
becoming aware, please, of your pineal gland in the very center of your brain and the center of your heart space. Okay, and your heart space isn't your physical heart. Again, it's the center of your, your chest and your nipple line. So what we are doing here is bringing your pineal gland and your heart space into more coherence. In order to enter the journey to the beloved state, or to clarify the relationship with the one, with the one it's really helpful to have these aligned. If not, it's just um, harder and slower. So bringing these into alignment. So what does that mean? That means for almost everyone, the uh, vibrational rate of your pineal gland and the vibrational rate of your heart is in, not in harmony. They're not in um, coherence with each other. For some of you, it's at all, and for some of you, it's in... Um, it's a time thing. I'm not going to get into the details of this right now. However, there's mul multiple layers to this. Okay, So we're going to get to the layers that are the most important or priority for you. Excellent. Bring your attention to the midpoint of your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is a, a big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Finding the midpoint between the two. So additionally, being centered in the zero point of space and time is critical. This is a practice. It's not a single point and then done. It's constant refinement. The zero point of space is in the center of your solar plexus, deep within the body. The center point or the zero point, whichever you prefer to call it, of time is the present moment in linear time. Very difficult to clarify anything if you're not in the zero point. So pulling you further into that point. For some of you, into it for the first time. Some of you are very scattered, actually. Good. Bring your awareness to the inside of your lower ribs. 
I'm going to release this first layer of distortion with regards to low self-worth, non-deserving of your own brilliance, because the beloved state is basically about experiencing and embodying your own brilliance. So recognize you're an aspect of the divine. Really nice. Bring your attention to the xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum. So if you trace the length of your sternum to its base, where it goes from bone to flesh, that fleshy point, which is a little tender when you press on it, that's your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention there and dropping it about three inches in a straight line down the center towards belly button by three inches or seven centimeters, clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory. This just takes a couple of seconds and it makes your integration smoother, faster, more effective because you're not fighting your pain body which has the memory of you before you did all this work. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.